Hi there, you are listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling and thank you so much for joining me. Now today I'm joined by the Australian guitarist Jason Slack. Jason is the lead guitarist with the ARIA award-winning Australian band Super Jesus. And he joins us to talk all about the dream run the band is experiencing right now, as well as a deep dive into Jason's luthier skills and the new guitars he is building and taking to festival stages all around Australia. Oh yeah, we talk about the 70s Marshall that he also insists on lugging around the continent. Jason was a great guest and I know you're going to love today's interview. This episode is brought to you by The Pedal Movie a feature-length film all about effects pedals created by the Music Gear Marketplace, Reverb. I am super excited about this film. The pedal movie features nearly 100 interviews with people like Steve Vai, Peter Frampton, Jay Mascus, Billy Corgan, and more, including some of our Guitar Speak podcast alumni like Dweezil Zappa, Sarah Lipstate, Johnny Barmer, and Brian Wampler. Reverb's The Pedal Movie is available now on iTunes, Google Play, and Vudu. For more information, visit www.thepedalmovie.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott. Now, Joe is not only a fantastic guitar player, he draws on his years of experience as the ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and also at the McNally Smith Music College. Here's a few words from Joe about the course. If you're tired of wading through hundreds of random guitar videos and just want to become a better player, Fretboard Biology is your answer. Fretboard Biology is a self-paced, college-level program that will give you the right instruction, in the right amounts, and in the right order. You'll learn the same information I taught to thousands of other guitar players over 30 years of teaching in top music colleges. If you want to make real progress with your guitar playing, then sign up for a free 7-day trial at fretboardbiology.com. All right, Jason Slack, welcome to the Guitar Speak podcast. Well, thanks for having me, Matt. How are you? Yeah, doing well. So uh, you and I are both locked down as we as we record this. It's a it's an interesting time yeah. in Australia. I'm nearly locked down. I'm, I'm about uh, 18 hours locked down. What about you? Um, I can't remember. I'm a few weeks into it now, I think. Yeah, so we're getting there. Okay, cool. Well, Jason, we're gonna, we've got heaps we could talk about. Um, I know you've been getting into the whole craft of building guitars and there's some really cool um, stuff you've been posting on your Insta and um, also, of course, as a, as a member of Super Jesus for a bunch of years now, it'd be great to talk about yeah. your career there as well. Let's. Um, why don't we start with the guitars? There's, there's a beautiful backstory uh, with, uh, with your guitar building. So guitar building's relatively new for you, but you've you're really been jumping in. What... Take us back to your first guitar, though, because there's a really lovely story about that. Yeah, okay. Well, um, I basically, I had this court guitar um, that, you know, I sort of, I had a guitar and, I, you know, saved up some money, you know, bought a better guitar, saved up some more money, sold that, bought a better guitar, you know, so you, as, you, as you're growing up, you know, as a teenager. Yeah. And I uh, went to um, a meet and greet with Warrant. <laughs> you know, cherry pie back in the day, this is, you know, this 30 years ago. Um, and my guitar got stolen out of out of my dad's car on Pulteney wow. Street. So um, I ended up borrowing a few mates' guitars around and um, 
I was I didn't have much money, you know. So and my dad was a carpenter, so I just thought, okay, why don't we try and make one? You know, let's let's put it together. And he he got some. I said, uh, Dad, can you get me some like a slab of wood? He got some wood called Nyata wood, which I I had no idea about what it was like at the time. Very dense, heavy wood. He said, I think that's kind of like mahogany, you know. <laughs> and it kind of looked similar, I guess. Um, and yeah, we just sort of we just sort of started hacking away. And I basically copied my mate's Ibanez, uh, you know body and um yeah just sort of went at it with the various tools that i had wow yeah it was hard work <laughs> but i used that guitar for years like yeah. all through university and everything mate you know like it, it survived a long time um i think it got re- it retired it when i um uh, went to go to uh, do a contract in china um because uh, I, just, I just didn't want to it had a floyd rose on it i didn't want to deal with that you know changing strings and having to deal with the floyd rose all the time so i ended up getting like an epiphone to the gibson vibe on um on ticket at a shop here derringers and uh, yeah went to china so yeah that's basically how the uh, how it all got started from out of necessity really okay yeah cool so you say it was yeah. an ibanez with a floyd like an rg kind of kind of vibe. yeah man yeah <laughs> rock yeah the rg was a, the full blocky one, you know, like uh, you know, like a like a yeah, like the Steve Vice sort of vibe, I guess, you know, but not not no handle in it, you know. Yeah, yeah, nice yeah. man, cool. Do you still have that guitar? Yeah, I've still got it. Oh, that's yeah, cool. I still got it somewhere. Yeah, it's uh, it's got a reverse headstock on it, like Nuno Betancourt as well. So it oh, kind yeah. of looks like the end. I was a massive Nuno fan, you know, like uh, loved Extreme and I loved what he was doing in, in that band. It was you know. He's a gun, isn't he? He's a monster. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, wow, that's cool, though. That's that's such a cool thing, and to, to build it with your dad. So you're a like a, how old were you here? Like a teenager? Yeah, fifteen at the time. Nice. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. really really young. Uh, yeah, no no idea what I was doing. Dad sort of helped me out a bit. Yeah, you know, I did. Um, I, I have to admit, the neck was made by Brian West here uh, at Fretco. Um, so yeah, got to give him credit for that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we sort of put it together. But it was my introduction to the whole thing. So I wouldn't really call that my first build, to be honest, because I didn't sure. build it from scratch. Yeah. Um, my first build, I'd actually say, would be the guitar I built, you know, last year, um, really, which is the uh, the Les, uh, Les Paul Junior double cutaway that I made. Um, and that and that's great guitar. I'd used that at uh, Spring Loaded Festival a couple of weeks ago in, in Queensland. It was just it's great. Sounds good. It's got P90s in it. I actually wound the P90s. Sounds really neat. Wow, man. It's pretty cool. So that guitar, I guess we'll we'll jump back to your playing career, I guess. And I guess it'll intersperse this discussion as well. But if we keep on the guitars just for now, man, that that DC, it it's crazy. Like for your first proper build, like most guys are gonna make like a slab body telecaster or something. This is just a beautifully yeah. carved uh Double cutaway, junior-ish kind of vibe, and um, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome, man. Oh, look, I, I'm I'm the type of guy that will go the hardest thing that is available. I'll do that first, and then I'll sort of step backwards because I think you know if you can if you can accomplish the real difficult things, you can always do the simple things. So that, that's just how I've sort of always done things, and I tend to teach myself. I, I think um, university was probably the best thing. For, I think it's the best thing for anyone, really, because it teaches you how to research more than anything, you know. Sure. You, you know that. And um, so, you know, I think if, you, if you're sort of armed with that information and you're armed with that sort of arsenal, you can, you know, definitely teach yourself anything. And that's really what I did. So I went I went binding on it. Um, you know, it's um, <laughs> it's got like a like a sunburst sort of, sort of vibe. It's like that some maroon red, in, you know, black burst into it. 
Yeah, just went hardcore with it. Uh, did a laminate on the actual heads on the on the uh, headstock. Yeah, and did some uh, inlays too. Um, I did my my did a little logo which kind of looks like Twisted Sister, but it's JS, and uh, did that <laughs> inlay on the headstock. And yeah, you know, surprisingly, it worked out well. If you got patience, I guess you can do that sort of thing, you know. Wow, it's very cool, man. I love the uh, the scratch plate as well. It's like swooping, very cool. It's, it's like, like an, an S, isn't deco it? thing. Uh, yeah. Slack, like an S for Slack, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That just sort of, it's just an, it happened on the guitar that did. So a lot of the sort of the the great things that oh, I think are good, uh, sort of ergonomic things that I go, that flows nicely. That can that kind of works, you know, and that looks kind of ergonomic to me or something or it's got a sort of you know the lines kind of are a bit it's got I guess a bit of a design factor going on here you know um if it sort of all sort of flows then I'm feeling good about that and that's basically how that that scratch plate came about just sketching on the actual body and um but that's actually not bad that's kind of original you know nice and people loved it people are like wow look at that scratch plate love it I've got dudes who want to want me to make them one uh-huh. so I've got a few orders already on that Wow, sort of, uh, I'm I'm started a new one, so you know, but uh, I've got about five guitars on the bill at the moment. So that's so cool, man. That's great. Hey, tell me about pickups because that's another area. You know, there's lots of established builders who still won't make their own pickups. You know, they'll be happily putting in aftermarket um, pickups. Tell me about yeah, winding those P90s. That's cool. Oh yeah, look, it's cool. It's super hard, hey. It's it's not as easy as you'd think. Um, it's such a delicate project, you know. Like and you know, just it's like thinner than your hair. And yeah, I mean, I'm amazed that you know modern industry has created this wire that's actually got enamel coating that's thinner than your hair, so it doesn't sort of you know short out. It's amazing, you know. And here I am, sort of winding it at speeds. You know, it's it's kind of incredible, but yeah. At the same token, it snaps so easily. So, the the um, the, one, the one thing that actually made it all successful was I, I back sort of uh, engineered a Mojo Tone uh, tensioner. Oh, okay. So I just had a look at the pictures online, and said, "Okay, I see what's going on here." And I just I just built myself one. And ever since then, it's been smooth sailing. Ever since I can wind and pick up, you know, in twenty minutes. But uh, geez, starting out, I, I, I had like a winder. I had a winder for about ten years, you know, trying to get into it. And I remember successfully winding a few back then when I first had it. But they were so loose, you know, like the wind was loose, um, and you don't want that because that's sort of you get microphonics from that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, getting attention there was is the key if you if you want to get into winding out there, right? Get the tensioner right, and then you know you can actually get a tight wind, and uh, yeah, it it should be very smooth. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Tough lesson to learn that one. Far <laughs> out. I've got like a big of which looks like you know sort of hair. It's like you know just copper wire that's just on the uh-huh. stakes. But I use that when soldering, you know. Sure. Is there a lot I've of um, soldering on? Is there a lot of trial and error too in terms of winding uh, a pickup that you like the sound of? Not let alone just getting it to work and and not be microphonic. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. And I guess a lot of thinking and a bit of uh, know-how and uh, science, I guess. You've got to understand what's going on. Yeah, um, you know, there's, there's various factors that kind of change the sound. Uh, the thickness of the wire, how many wines you've got, how tight the wines are, whether it's, you know, wax potted or not. Um, and the magnetic, the gauze meter, you know, the, gauze, the, the magnetic strength can actually add to the output. And so, you know, I'm, I'm sort of, at the moment, I'm sort of 
wanting to make a few pickups that are a bit low output but high volume. What I mean by that is so they're not they're not um, compressed. We know how you get a humbucker and it's fully compressed because there's so many wines, right? Mm. And so you get you lose those top end frequencies. I'm trying to do some pickups, some humbuckers that are less wines but high strength magnets so you can get more output but a cleaner tone but yet still get that sort of distortion. So super clean, you know, that's what it's some that's what I'm trying to do at the moment. Yeah, cool. That, that sounds awesome. I know, um, yeah. I mean, just in practice for myself, my favorite humbuck is like a PAF Pro, which is fairly moderate output. It's not going to crush yep. everything in its path. So I, I kind of yeah. relate to what you're saying. So what's that, is that on a Gibson style guitar, is it? That's on a Strat, Strat style. Oh, nice. So, um, yep. HSS, like, HSS, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, nice. Um, that's been my main gigging kind of thing for a long, long time. So, yeah, I dig that lower output thing that you're talking about too. It's got it's kind of what all the modern guys are doing in the prog scene as well, aren't they? You notice there's this real clean distortion and low, you know, like low sort of distorted sound, but you know, very, you know, like uh, what's the name, tossing the basti and stuff like yes. that. You know, yeah. their sound is super clean, isn't it? You know. Um, and prog, and I like that because you can hear what's going on. Is is nothing's lost. At the same time, I like things like Caius, where it's all sort of dirty and sort of all uh-huh. sort of fluffy as well. So yeah, different courses, different horses, you know. For sure, for sure, man. Tell me what it was like plugging in your your double cutaway for for the first gig. Well, oh, for the first gig, it was great. I was so I was so chuffed, you know. Yeah. Like um, plugging in for the first time, it didn't work, but um, <laughs> you know, trial and error once again, just the wiring stuff like that. But yeah. Um, well, the first official gig was actually the I did a, a Tina Turner show. So I do this sort of uh, Queen show, and the Tina Turner show was sort of added on to it. So I sort of put my hand up to do that as well. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it sort of had P90s. It sort of had that sort of tone. I thought, okay, let's give this a crack, and it was pretty cool. It worked out pretty pretty good. And you know, I kid you not, I went to the um, I did a rehearsal. We we did the sound check, and something wasn't right. Went home. Sitting there wiring it up, rewiring it up, <laughs> getting it right. Went back, plugged it in. Wow, yeah, cool. Excellent. Oh, so good. And it rocked on. Nice. It was good. Nice. And you used it uh, with Super Jesus as well? Uh, yeah, I did. I used it with Super Jesus at Spring Loaded in um, Queensland a couple of weeks ago, which is a super cool gig, man. It was so good. Uh, we were sort of called in to do that uh, COVID reasons. Mm-hmm. Um so other bands couldn't get there from Melbourne, I think, or Sydney. Right. I think it was Melbourne. Uh, so, yeah, we sort of recorded into that. It was such a good gig. So we started playing. We weren't supposed to get Pyrotex. Uh, and, you know, we're playing in the uh, the uh, um, festival organisers on the side of the stage watching us. And uh, he sort of grabbed the microphone and said, release the pyros. And then all these pyrotechnics <laughs> going while we're playing. I'm like, man, you know, it's like a dream come true, you know, like up there with these shower of sparks there playing away. Yeah. Super cool. Nice, very cool. Hey, I also saw um, on your Insta for, for our listeners, you've got to follow Jason on Instagram because he's got heaps of cool shots of these guitars he's building and, and, and the gigs and stuff. But um, the second one uh, is more of a very modern, funky kind of super strat thing going on. What's what's the vibe there? Yeah, I'd call that a ja- more more of a jazz master sort of influence, a jaguar. Okay, uh, so the yep. body is basically shaped off of that. Um, yeah, it's a bit stretchy though, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's got. Um, I wound those pickups as well, uh, and I experimented with that single coil. So what happened is, like, my, one of my favourite clean 
uh, pickups is the was the neck pickup on my Telecaster. It just sounds like chorus without having a chorus on it. You know, one of these one of these rare sort of things, and it's sort of stuffed up. And I was sort of was analysing it and having a look at it, and you know. The wire basically snapped, you know, somewhere there, right? And um, I realised that the, what they did is they actually put the the um, that cover, the metal cover, in the circuit, so it's part of the ground. And I did, I had, had no idea. I just thought it was just plopped on top, just for whatever reasons, you know. But it's part of the circuit, so mm -hmm. yeah, I've been experimenting with a bit of that sort of vibe as well, because you know that sort of opens up, you know, the way that the magnets, you know, the string reacts to the magnet. You know, it sort of makes it more of a uh, you know larger field. Um, yeah, sure. Where you know it can receive tone, doesn't it? So, yeah, I sort of tried uh, a couple of things of copper on the top and the bottom of the actual pickup, and um, it, in all honesty, it's, it hasn't really worked out too well. So I have to go back to the drawing board with it. But yeah, still sort of stuffing around with that one. But yeah, I really like the guitar. I've got a Super V on it, one of those trams. You ever tried one of them? No, I haven't. No, oh, they look awesome, but how's that going? For yeah, because I've got that. I got that sort of that metal memory metal on it where it's sort of, and uh, the whole uh, bridge is, you know, sort of screwed into the guitar body. So the um, sustain has got to be, you know, 10 times better, hasn't it? Because, you know, most trims is sort of uh, pivoting on one of those, uh, on, on the screws there. So that's your only point of contact from the strings and the nut. And that's mm. it really, isn't it? And the, so, you know, um, I, theoretically it's a brilliant idea and um, I just like the, yeah, Good idea. Very cool. You said you've got a few more guitars <laughs> in the works. What's uh, what's on the bench, or what are you dreaming up next? Okay, so there's a couple at the moment. Uh, what am I doing? I'm doing a another DC cutaway, so pretty much the same. Uh, that's for a mate who wants it. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm just going to make it and then go. Look, here it is. Do you want it or not? You know, <laughs> uh, he sort of said he wants it anyway. Um, and what else am I doing? I'm doing another one of those like that shark sort of guitar, that sort of jazz, uh, jazz master Jaguar guitar, yeah. another one of them. And I'm doing a left-handed one for a friend. And um, and I'm making a Jet Age themed guitar as well. Oh, so nice. um, it's going to be, it's basically loosed on a PRS. And so that's what I'm hammering out right now because I'm yeah. going to use it on the next tour. Uh, and it's looking mighty slick at the moment. Um, I sort of borrowed the idea of the bird inlays on the PRS and put Concords in in place of that and it just looks it looks dynamite man it's like and i did it with aluminium i saw this guy in amsterdam do some inlays with aluminium i thought that's a bloody good idea isn't it and it cuts really easily okay so yeah i've managed to yeah pull it off really really well nice um i've got it here i'll show you i know people out there can't see but um you can see this still so uh you can oh, see those yeah. uh concords there oh that's so good the toilet fret there, so you've got this, there's a head on, <laughs> and it's taken it off. Beast? I love it, man. It's great, yeah, it. man. So, and the headstock sort of has it's it, you know, roughly a PRS, but um, it's sort of gonna sort of taper off there like the head of a Concord, yeah, plane, yeah, yeah, way. yeah. That's really so cool, man. And it's for the gonna be ace, man. for the jet age tour, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an idea that was sort of come up, uh, sort of a long time ago, and I, you know, I, I bought some paint um, with the colours of the uh, the album cover in preparation to try to do this. And uh, everyone's like, "Yeah, that's great! That's a great idea." So, yeah, we're going to play it on the tour, and I'm going to auction it off actually at the end of the tour, so anyone can buy it. And the idea is to 
donate um, some of the proceeds to um, beanies for brain cancer. So, yeah. Cool, man. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. Man, I can't wait, yeah, sure. to, can't wait to see what that, how that turns out. That's really great. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> so when's the tour? Is it October or something? Yeah, we're starting at uh, late September now. So we're doing a Western Australia run that was added oh, cool. um, at the end of September and then all the way through October all around the country. Great, man. Yeah, it's really excited to do it. And hopefully COVID committing, it goes ahead, you know. Like yeah. it's just, this thing is just sort of really put a dampening on the Australian industry, music for, industry. For sure, so, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, like we are talking about at the top, you know, the, it's been – it was um, – it's a really optimistic start to 2021 in terms of musicians wow, getting out there. It? So yeah, fingers crossed. Hey, I spoke mm. to um, I had Sarah McLeod on the show. It might have been 2018 when she was doing some solo stuff, and um, yeah, she had just MacGyvered uh, her guitar with the bass pickup outputs. I don't know if you've swapped stories yeah. about that. that. There's another mad professor um, in in yeah, super um, no, no, it was a brilliant idea. I was. Super impressed with her uh, ingenuity of that one. Um, I mean, I, I like that sort of idea. I think like guys like uh, Royal Blood and that, they've got like their bass tone, yeah. you know, which is fully fat. And I think he sort of spreads it out to a couple of amps and, you know, to get that you know, guitar amp, to get that sort of guitar-y sound as well as the bass sound. I kind of admire guys that do that kind of stuff. It's, um, you know, Jack White and all that sort of stuff, the uh, White yeah, Stripes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good vibe, isn't it? And yeah. there's that, I say it's there was the the King, kings of the north, uh, the Australian guys that did it as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, king of the north was it? I think maybe. The name's escaping me, but yeah, yeah I know who you mean. Yeah. No, Danny Leo was in the band. I remember that. Cool. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good vibe. Yeah. I hope you are enjoying today's interview. Now, this podcast is brought to you by The Pedal Movie, a feature-length film all about effects pedals created by the music gear Mark Place Reverb. Now, you know we love guitar pedals here on the Guitar Speak podcast, and we're super excited on the release of this film. The Pedal Movie explores how effects pedals and their builders have shaped modern music and guitar playing over time, from the fuzz pedal experiments of the Rolling Stones and Jimi Hendrix, through the shoegaze and indie rock of the 90s, and up to the modern day use of effects. Reverb also speaks with builders and leaders from more than 50 pedal brands to answer the big question, how did guitar pedals get so big? Reverb's The Pedal Movie is available now on iTunes, Google Play and Voodoo. For more info, check out thepedalmovie.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by master guitar teacher Joe Elliott. Now, I was a beta tester for the course, and as a music educator myself, I was very impressed by the logical layout and format of the course. Heavyweight guitarists such as Brett Garsett and Greg Koch have also endorsed the program, so check it out at www.fretboardbiology.com. Okay, back to our interview. Well, talking about the Super Jesus, tell me about your stints in the band because you've been um, you've been on board since 2015, but you also spent a few years in the early 2000s. Um, yeah, well, I, I started with the band yeah in about 2003, I think it was. Okay, around that time, um, I just finished a contract in uh, where was I? 
I think I was in uh, Korea. Okay. And um, I actually had a friend of mine come and uh, sort of play bass with the band I was in, and he was good friends with Paul Berryman. He was actually best friends with Paul Berryman, and he sort of heard me writing songs in Korea, and so, you know, I think it was like in the year of Paul, and then Paul, when I got back to um, Adelaide, I mean, I knew Paul from the scene earlier in, you know, in my teens. Yeah, so he contacted me and said, uh, Jay, you're going to the big day out? I said, no. Nah. I said, well, I've got tickets for you, so come and come and come the big day out and we want to have a chat here. So, yeah, that was pretty much it. I mean, I, I went there, hung out, they said, oh, we want you to join the band, mate. I said, all oh, right, really, just like that? I said, yeah. <laughs> but, um, awesome. Yeah, they did put me through two days of auditions, uh, but uh, they also sent me to Chris Tennant, um, and that was pretty the, much the point where I got in. Um, oh, so they sort of ran me through my paces anyway. Yeah. But um, when I went and saw Chris, Chris told, told told them, yeah, yeah, get this guy. He knows what he's doing. So, so yeah, I did two days of auditions, you know, biting my nails going, have I got the gig? Have I got the gig? What's going on? They said, yeah, you got the gig. <laughs> so, that was, yeah, it was, it was an amazing moment in my life, I guess, um, coming from, you know, touring Asia for five years and then bang into a ARIA award-winning band in, you know, Australia. It was, you know, like a dream come true, I guess. Yeah, wow. Very exciting stuff. Um, yeah. Nice. So, yeah, so that went on for quite a few years. We toured around the country. We did the, the rock music. I toured the rock music uh, album. I didn't play on the album, but uh, that was a super fun tour, um, and it just felt like it went on for months. I think it did, actually. It went on for about you know, three, three, I think, five months or something. It was all around the country. And we, okay. we went from, like, Esperance right up to um, Broome, like, you know, right down Western Australia, just basically bar to bar to bar to bar to bar all the way up you know old school style it was so much fun yeah and then uh yeah so then the band sort of dismembered later um so i, th- I can't remember how many years i did with them at that point um and uh yeah the, they sort of got back together with tim and then um that didn't work out and then they sort of rang me up and said you know do you want to come back on the band so yeah let's do it nice and you've been on board so ever since yeah, yeah, I've been in trouble with them ever since. Yeah, <laughs> very cool, man. It seems like a great time for the band because there's um, there's been some big anniversaries of of some of the early earlier albums, and um, I think in the last I don't know five, six, seven, eight years, such a resurgence in um, for want of a better word, '90s bands or bands that you know launched in the '90s. Um, there's still such a huge yeah. audience, and and like I said, the festivals we saw kicking back in earlier. This year, yeah, um, they've been awesome, man. It looks like it's such a good time to be rocking out with Super Jesus. Yeah, man, you, you're right on it. There's a bit, there is a resurgence. It's, it's, it's um, and, and I, I just feel fortunate and lucky to be in a band that's able to tour like this because when you're on this festival circuit and you're looking around, there aren't any new bands that are sort of coming up under the say under the you know under the scene and going popping up their head and go, yeah, we're in the scene. We're, we're rocking. It just seems like it's just not there. Like the, uh, like the, uh, the, the, the industry is not really nurturing the new talent in a way. Uh, I don't know why that is what's going on. I don't know what the problem is. I think it's to do with the, you know, I don't know, new media, all, all the social media and all that sort of stuff it sort of stamps people out for some reason. I don't know, but um, I feel very, very lucky to be in a band that's still doing it. And we're, we're doing cracking gigs. I mean, the last, Last six years, the band's been on fire. Ever since that sumo run, we did like me and the boys just locked away for three months, and we just like jammed and jammed and jammed and jammed okay. and jammed. It was just so much fun. Yeah. 
just good to work like that, you know. And we came out, you know, came out of the gates firing, you know, like full, you know, full throttle. It was really, really good and uh, great reviews for that tour. We ended up having, you know, recording the album for you know, that, that uh, similar live album uh, because the, you know, we were just so, so hot at the time. Yeah, yeah. I don't say so myself. <laughs> That's great. And so was that effectively yeah. your first album with the band? Uh, yeah, yeah, it would. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. It actually is. Yeah. Oh, cool, man! Um, after all your years on board, it's it's good to um, must have been cool to be on record. Yeah, it, it feels like I've I've got my stamp in rock and roll history now. Um, nice. <laughs> even though I kind of was there before, but that sideline guy. But now it's like, well, yeah, he's in it. You know, nice. Yeah, it's one of those things. You know, <laughs> rock and roll is a weird world. <laughs> now, like we said, you guys have. You got a big tour coming up. Are there any? Is there any writing going on in in the band? I'm sure there is. Yeah, <laughs> um, we all seem to write individually. I guess um, there's yeah, there's always things in the works. Um, it's a bit of a hard band to sort of get things moving in that way because we are sort of separated by states, you know. Sure. Um, but you know, the boys are we're, we're keen to sort of get something started. Is, there's there's always things in the pipeline. There's always riffs going on and all little jammy things like that when we sort of get together rehearsal. We're actually going to start rehearsing soon for this next tour. So uh, this, well, we were going to start this week, uh, but uh, the lockdown sort of kicked off. So, sure. yeah, we'll be starting next week. So that's a good couple of weeks to get things happening. Yeah, nice. And uh, maybe maybe uh, jam out some riffs and see how it goes. Oh, I'm keen to write an album, man. I'm keen to do it. And I know Stuart is as well. Yeah. So, yeah, we just got to – and so is Trav. Trav's, Trav's always keen. He's, he's, he's a good fella. And I'm sure I'm sure Cloud is. She's just a busy, busy bee, you know, like running yeah, around. Yeah, man, doing she is things. everywhere, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, good on her, you know. It's just hard to lock her down, I think. Um, sure. But we'll, we'll get there. We'll yeah, get there. Cool. Something will happen soon. I reckon something will happen out of this tour. Um, the vibe's getting better, you know, between us. And, you know, we're generally all pretty good friends. So I'm sure that the tour will just, you know, solidify that and uh, unite us uh, on a good front. Because I reckon I've got a good feeling about this. This tour it should be good. Yeah, very cool. Now, when you're touring Super G's stuff, what what are you taking out gear-wise? So I know the plan is to have your own guitar, of course, the Jet Age Axe. But what are, what are yep. you taking out? Um, I, I am pretty um, adamant about taking my JMP amp all the time. Um, okay, yeah. And I think it's just because it's modified. It's, I've got uh, – and, it, and it's part of the sound of the Super Jesus as far as I'm concerned. Um, and it's a great sounding amp. It's just super cool. And it's fully modified. So, you know, it just fits to my, to my sound. So I've got uh, um, another um, sort of – preamp put inside it or not it's actually another power amp that's actually put inside it so it's another gain state it's actually like another channel so okay. it's actually got a db volume boost um which is kind of unique for a jmp of, from 1975 um oh, man that's great. yeah so it's I, it was i was at the point where i either got a new amp that had more features or i modified this amp that i absolutely love because the guy that you know modifies my amp for me here frank at fm audio he's Always against it. No, nah, man, don't don't do it, mate. You want it. You want it original. Trust me, you want it original. I said, look, if I keep it original, I won't use it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I need these extra things. He goes, all right. So he's <laughs> he was quite good at um, not damaging any of the inputs and not drilling any new holes. He was quite okay. quite smart about it. Okay. So so all the volumes and all the pots are actually in. You know how they've got the four inputs. Yep. 
they're not all inputs anymore. There's only two inputs and two of those are in volumes now. So oh, nice. you sort of utilize that space and Clever. said, look, it's, it's basically at the point where if you need to, we can put it all back to original. Said, oh, that's good, man. Thanks. Well done. You know, that's awesome. <laughs> it's good like that. Yeah, he's, he's actually the guy that got me the amp when I first got the gig, believe it or not. Okay. Like, all those years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great. He, he said, I've, I've got this old amp, old JMP. He said, uh, needs a good service, but uh, yeah, you can have it. I said, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely want it. And yeah, it's been such a good amp. Um, so I use that. And um, I've got an even tide that I use for nice, you know, to clean reverbs and, you know, little effects and things. I use a sub and up. And I, you know, one of the, uh, things that I use that's quite noticeable is the small stone nano, which um, I use okay. when we play that confide in me. Yeah. There's a part in the song where we sort of stop and it's just got that flange that just keeps on going and going and going and going. And it creates this moment of tense, you know, intensity and McLeod um, gets in her little brooding kind of, you know, character. And yeah, it, it, it's really kind of a unique little moment. Um, and that, that's that small stone. It's just, <laughs> it's just really cool. Uh, so that that comes to me. My board comes in, and I've got the also the hot cake, which is um, ah, nice. You know, synonymous with early Super Jizz recordings. Yeah, uh, right. McLeod's got a hot cake as well. Okay. Um, that's sort of uh, it's a New Zealand pedal that's quite yeah, expensive. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard that? Yeah, is it Paul Crowther? Is that the? Oh, I could I couldn't tell you to be honest. Yeah. Um, but the original yeah. split ends drummer, I think, is is the guy behind the hockey. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Man, classic pedal. That's great, great man. Nice. Man, I love yeah. it that you're still lugging an amp. There's I mean, so many touring um acts have gone digital because it's you know consistent and, and, and it works. But I like that you're lugging yeah. your Marshall. How how does that go on uh luggage? You got it, must have pretty well, sturdy it's road case. right there. It's basically 31 kilos with the case. Yeah. Um, so obviously, I hire quad boxes and stuff, yeah. but yeah. 31 kilos is your limit. It's bang on. Right. So, and, and like, I don't, you know, it is quite heavy, but you know, all you have to do is lug it two or three times and that's it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's so worth bringing it along. Nice. It's just part of our sound. But you're right. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm just really, uh, no, just cautious about going into that digital world. Um, just find sometimes, I mean, yeah, I've played around with loads of things, loads of uh, plugins and stuff, and you know, my recordings and stuff. But I just find sometimes you just don't, you're not really sure about this, the um, the chain, you're not really sure about the game stage. There's always little things that sort of seem to interrupt what's going on. I like the fact that my game stage is direct, I know where the sound's going, I know how it's all connected to the amp. And you know, when you get these modeling things. Like I can remember using the CMOS for the old boss thing, and they had like these modeling things in there. So you'd have a modeling sound, and then that would go to your amp, and then you'd be distorting on top of the old modeling sound. It's sort of it's just become too much for me. Like you sure. know, you're sort of overloading, and nothing's really quite clear. I know things are getting better with the axe effects and all that kind of stuff, but still reluctant to go there. Nice, man. What about um, what guitars? Uh, well, uh, yeah, hopefully the new guitar will come along. Um, and uh, I'm not sure about the second one, mate. Um, I've been rocking out a Paul Reed Smith lately, which is really kind of cool, the DG, DGT. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's got the yeah, it's got the split on it, um, and the, the clean sound is kind of stratty. Okay. Um, which I like, you know, on the neck. Um, the Sumo 20 run, I was, I was basically taking out like a, like a David Gilmore-style Fender and um, and I had my uh, Gibson. I've got I've got two 
Gibson Les Pauls, um, one's a gold top, which I used for years. Mm-hmm. That was my that was my girl, that was my go-to guitar for so long. Um, but I sort of retired that a bit um, because I, I, I got a nice uh, traditional Gibson quite cheap from some guy who needed to play his council rates. So um, so I, I swapped over the pickups. So I grabbed that, it had like the had the 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 57s in there, the old uh, paths in there. Mm-hmm. And um, it just wasn't right for me. I didn't like that sound. So I swapped all the, all the pickups from the Gibson, the gold top, and put it into that one. And I, I love it. And I actually got a bare knuckle in the, in the um, a, P, a P90 bare knuckle in the neck, which nice. is actually pretty nice as well. So, yeah, I don't know yet. Um, I usually take two guitars, though, one for drop C and one for, you know, the standard drop D. Yeah. Um, yeah, so hopefully it would be the, the well, it will be the uh, Jet Age Sand guitar. And then, yeah, whatever else is, is going to fit fit the sound at the time, I guess, yeah, because, sure. you know, the album's a bit different. So I guess I'm going to be trying to sound match a few things, I guess, or sort of get, you know, get that sort of vibe. It's a bit different from Sumo. So yeah, sure. I'm going to take a different approach, I guess, and then we'll, we'll, we'll jam it out and see how it sounds out in the end. Great, man. Sounds like a good plan. It's good to have both, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> if that's if that's your biggest problem, which guitars will I take? Uh, from what you've just told us, yeah, you've got a you've got a pretty good time on your hands working out which ones. Yeah, I do. Uh, so yeah, I'm just not sure, mate. I, I, I can't I can't tell a lie. I'm just not sure yet. I'm just looking at my guitars now. Yeah, which ones? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great, man. Hey, um, man, it's been so fun talking to you about about all this stuff. Um, Outside of Super yeah, Jesus, and before we go, um, outside of Super Jesus, and obviously your, your guitar building, is there any other musical projects you you squeeze in? You doing any of your own stuff or? Um, look, I used to do. I, I sort of was very. I actually contacted the bass player of my old band Hawkeye uh, the other day. Funnily enough, because I was listening to some Motor Race, I just love that band. Yeah, uh, I actually became friends with Dave Ong from Motor Race. Oh, nice. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, on the Hotter and Hell tour, um, we sort of ended up playing together and he sort of dug more playing. It's like, yeah, we should you know, be great to jam. It's like, yeah, we're in different states. But anyway, let's be friends. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I'd like to, yeah, I was thinking about doing another sort of proggy sort of project maybe. I don't know. I, I'm I'm in a real creative stage at this stage of my life. So, nice. you know, I've got plenty of time and I'm just knocking things out really fast. So I'm not sure. I... I yeah, I don't have any real sort of original projects going at the moment, but uh, yeah, I've, I feel I feel the uh, the inspiration is in my belly, and I need to write, and I need to produce, and I need to create. You know, like that's why I'm making guitars and stuff because I just need to keep creating. It's kind of my thing, and and I don't watch TV, so you know, I'm constantly just doing stuff, which is kind of you know it feels feels really good. Um, yeah, so I don't know yet, mate. Uh, yeah, have to keep keep your ears out. Yeah, watch <laughs> the space. <laughs> What's um? Yeah, I was working on it. I was working on this project with this other guy, but he sort of he sort of um cut me out of it really, really abruptly. Kind of bizarrely, he sort okay. of went, "Oh, it's mixed now. It's not done." So, okay, no worries. <laughs> so yeah, um, see how see how see what else is on the on the cards in the future. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm open open to create. I really want to work with another good drummer. Um. Yeah, who knows, man? I've got so many ideas in the head, on top of my head. Who knows? Nice. What What's the best way for people to keep up to date with with all the stuff you're doing? Well, with my stuff, I guess uh, the Instagram, Jason Slack, Instagram as Jason underscore Slack. 
uh, Instagram, and I've got I've got a photography site as well, Jason's like photography. You check that out. <laughs> I'm actually wanting to do an exhibition pretty soon. Oh wow, that's um, awesome! Yeah, <laughs> I'm also just become a beekeeper, believe it or not, which uh-huh. is uh, which is kind of interesting. I can't wait to get stuck into that. I've got a hive waiting for me, but I have to move it somewhere else before I can move it to my house. So okay, um, yeah, and. Uh, yeah, and just I guess you can keep an eye on the Super Jesus website. That's the best way to sort of you know handball over to my sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I'm hoping uh, hoping to start a website for my guitars because I'm actually want to start selling them. So uh, JBS Guitars would be the name of the actual uh, company. So see how that goes as well. Yeah, nice. That's awesome. Man, well, you are you are a super creative dude, and it's been awesome talking to you, Jason. So, thank you so much for joining us yeah. on the Guitar Speak podcast. Thank you very much, mate. It's been a pleasure. All right, there you go. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Now, this podcast was brought to you by the Pedal Movie, the feature-length film all about effects pedals created by Reverb. Reverb's The Pedal Movie is available now on iTunes, Google Play, and Vudu. For more information, visit thepedalmovie.com. The show was also brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by ex-head of guitar at GIT, Joe Elliott. Check out fretboardbiology.com for more information. Alrighty then, you have been listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling, and as the legendary German rocker Michael Schenker once told me, Keep rocking, keep on rocking. Keep on rocking indeed. Thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you next time. Bye now.